Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. back everybody to another episode of dangerous world podcast got a quick intro for you this morning i'm gonna run through some business and then get into this really fun conversation that i had with ron from new england about ukraine the kazarian mafia uh klaus schwab and a little bit of his family history and then we get into a little bit of a tangent we talk about quite a few things towards the end very informational, a lot of informative stuff coming from Ron from New England, as always. A uh, little bit about like the petroleum industry, because it has a lot to do with Russia, and how much this could affect our economy and really shut shit down here in the United States in a big, big way. So with that being said, let's move into this business that I'm telling you about. So we just did our Patreon um, little group chat for the $10 members. And you're welcome to enter that every single month. It's the last Saturday um, at usually we run it between uh, 7 and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So just depending on what works, that's when we run it. I always let you know exactly what time. If you're part of that tier over there at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. And I want to start just, uh, you know, kind of plug in some of the stuff that the people over there are working on as well. You know, Patreon subscribers who support me want to support you too. I mean, these are all kind of little small businesses, side hustles, whatever, right? So first up, uh, there is Angel Crane, and she has written a book, written a few books, actually. The one that I was very, very interested in, and you should check out her other work. It's a book called Adventures of a Country Preacher. And it's loosely based on events from her, someone that she knows, we'll say, okay, um, says that all the names have been changed to, to ensure anonymity. I can't say that word. I struggle with it every time. But you can see this book on Amazon. It's called Adventures of a Country Preacher, okay? Um, pretty inexpensive on there. And it's got some crazy sounding stories, it sounds like. She was telling me that they actually brought a group of uh, black kids that were in danger uh, away from the endangered area where the KKK was going after them and all this kind of crazy shit. And essentially, they were getting chased down by the KKK as well. They were getting a bunch of calls at their house, threats. They didn't think they were going to make it through the night. Um, so it's stories like this. Um, seems like a actually a very, very decent man. Uh, just trying to do something right and uh, gets threatened by some racist pieces of shit. So check that book out uh, again on Amazon. The author is Angel Crane. Angel Effinger Crane is uh, the pen name on there. So head over there if you're interested in that story. Sounds good. And check out our other books, too. Then my buddy Justin over at Fat Man XXL on YouTube has a pretty dope little YouTube channel here. I was checking it out. It's pretty, pretty new. It looks like but he's put up a few songs 
And what he does is he takes retro video games or old school video games and he bitmaps them, which I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that means, but he was explaining it to me. I just don't understand music at all and uh, does some pretty cool shit with that. So he's got a couple of Goonies songs up here and, uh, you know, it's got that old school video game feel to it. And then he adds instruments in. It's pretty dope. So check out Fat Man XXL on YouTube as well. DangerousWorldStore.com. Head over there. Get your shirts. Get all your good stuff. Just came out with that COVID is the virus shirt. Those are selling pretty good. So got another design coming out too. Trust the science. You'll see why that's interesting when it comes out. So going to try and do a shirt every month for you guys, just in case, because it's a good way to spread the word, and piss people off. So uh, before we roll in with Ron from New England, who you know, you love this guy, right? Um, wanted to tell you about this dope new company that I'm working with. It's called Operation Tinfoil. Okay, and for a long time, people who research conspiracies were called tinfoil hat wearers, and it was considered an insult to us. Well, today's sponsor happens to disagree with that statement. In fact, they think that we should be wearing our tinfoil hats proudly. Now, again, that's because today's sponsor is Operation Tinfoil. They sell an amazing beanie that they lovingly call the tinfoil hat. Now, this beanie is lined with a silver mesh that helps block out 99% of EMF radiation that we're exposed to in everyday life. I'm talking cell phones, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, even the massive energy getting pumped out by all the 5G towers popping up all over the place. I mean, you see these things, we don't know what they're going to do to our health. This hat can keep all of those, or a good percentage of those, out of your brain, okay? Doing who knows what to it. So fellow conspiracy theorists, it's time to give your tinfoil hat an upgrade. Go to www.weartinfoil.com to save $10 off the normal price just for Dangerous World listeners. That's www.weartinfoil.com. I just got my hat. I was actually wearing it to work yesterday, and normally I can't exercise wearing a beanie. I'm a bigger dude. I get hot. I sweat like an animal. I actually forgot that this thing was on, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't keep you warm when it's freaking cold outside. So here this time of year in Tucson, it's hot during the day and it's pretty freaking cold at night. Uh, for some reason, the silver lining mesh on the inside is very, very insulatory, if that's the correct word. Um, man, it, it, it's an awesome hat. I had to call the guy yesterday when it came in just to let him know how much I love it. I recommend you at least go check out the website, see if it's something that you're interested in. And I am going to be posting some of the giveaways. Okay. He's giving three hats away. And we're going to uh, gonna be uh, excited to, to be a part of that. So hopefully you'll get one of the free ones. But you should check it out too. Maybe purchase one for somebody that you care about. Because, man, uh, we don't know what these things are going to do to us. The EMF waves. We're really the first generation that's been around cell phones since we were children. Um, my generation, not so much. But um, I'm a little older. I'm turning 31 this week. But, um, you know, my sister, she's 18. She's been around cell phones since she was a baby. So we don't know what kind of effect that's going to have on people when they get to their middle ages and elder years. So something to look into, guys. So thank you very, very much. WearTinfoilHat.com is the site to go to. Thanks a lot, Operation Tinfoil. You're saving lives out here. And let's roll into this episode with Ron from New England. Enjoy. Well, guys, you know this gentleman. He's been on the show a few times, and we've talked quite often. Uh, this is, of course, Ron from New England. What's going on, dude? Oh, nothing, Ryan. Just enjoying a nice, quiet Sunday, hanging out with my dogs. 
but uh but yeah no just been kind of not really glued to the news today but been doing a lot of reading online trying to make some make some heads or tails of what's going on over in ukraine i mean we're just getting so many so many different reports and then we're hearing things but we're not seeing them it's really bizarre what do you think on that yeah, man, I don't know. You know, that's why I wanted to talk to you. You know, a lot of the history, not just, you know, we kind of always when you and I get together, we tend to talk about Third Reich and Nazi history and stuff like that, just because that is such a fascinating thing. And there may be some kind of correlation here as far as like the Kazarian stuff goes, uh, a slight yeah. connection. But it, I mean, it, it could be bigger than I think it is. Um, I just wanted to get your perspective on it and kind of brainstorm a little bit with you here about the possibilities, first of all. Um, what you think is genuinely going on and then some of the other, you know, like I said, possibilities, but man, the news, it sucks how, how much we question the news and rightfully so, but it's just as tough, dude, because when, when I'm seeing and hearing things on TV or on social media, I automatically think the opposite. Right. And I think that they're kind of, I think that, that they know that. And when I say they, it'd be like, you know, the mainstream media and the people that, that, push these stories out i think that they know a lot of us think that way they've lost all credibility with most people so trying to figure it out man and i think that uh you know with you and me both kind of talking about it i think we might be able to come up with some interesting theories and and break some things down so i wanted to talk about that and then this interesting connection that i found with klaus schwab and the nazis right so a lot of people know that his parents had some nazi roots at least one of them um so we'll get into that a little bit too if we have time but yeah, I just kind of want to shoot this shit, man. Haven't uh, done an episode together in a while, so figured yeah. what better time with this crazy shit going on. You know, Ryan, the biggest thing with me is like we know that the mainstream media has been lying to us. I mean, strong for the last two years, and which is just just an indication that they've been doing it for a lot longer than that, right? But we know that when the corona got here, we were really getting lied to. So why or how do they expect us to believe? them now like i'm like i like i'm having a hard time believing them i want to believe some of it because you know i you know initially that you know they pull out the old heartstrings they want you to feel bad for the ukrainian people and who wouldn't in this situation right i mean but but it's like they're showing us they're showing us reports of uh, or or not really showing us but telling us how oh they're uh you know the russian the Russian soldiers are closing in on Kiev and this and that. And then you see pictures online and videos like TikTok right now is an awesome place to get on the ground reports from people that are living there. Uh. And, and we're not seeing that. We're, we're not seeing like, like, like they're posting videos and stuff. I don't see a major, a major offensive going on. And then we're hearing stories where, like whole platoons of Russian soldiers are surrendering to like a handful of Ukrainian soldiers. And they're like, we don't even know what we're doing here. We don't even know why we're here. The Russians are saying that the Russians are saying that. And they actually, not only did I see that on, uh, you know, some private media, but Fox just reported that about an hour ago, same thing. So, I mean, we don't know how credible, credible these, these sources are, but I mean, I mean, this whole thing seems like like a huge clusterfuck, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, of course. Not. I, I mean, I mean, it's like uh, 
if the United States went in there, they we could have took Kiev in probably five or six hours. Or yeah, less. Well, that's what that I was, was thinking too, because I talked with uh, with Ghost about this. He has military experience. We were talking about like, yeah, by the time this episode actually comes out, Kiev might have already fallen, right? I mean, it's crazy how because Russia's got the number two military in the world. Well, allegedly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I'm really not. I'm really shocked. Yeah. I mean, there's video, there's videos of their equipment, like, just destroyed. Did you see the guy that was trolling the Russian soldiers? He was driving down the road. This is a hot video that's been going around, and he sees all these Russian like vehicles and tanks, and they're out of gas. Yeah, they're out of gas, and they admitted they didn't even know where they were or where they were going. Yeah, and they're like, uh, the guy's like, can I tell you back to Russia? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just kind of funny, yeah. man. But again, those could be propaganda, of course, right? We can't we can't take could any be. of these too seriously. But yeah, it, it does yeah. seem like, and I am also questioning, like, if, if it's even going on at all. There's some, like I said, there's there's always, and it just sucks that we have to think like that because it makes you sound crazy to people that are, like, actually watching the news. And they're like, yeah, of course it's going on. And CNN saying it right there, you know, so. Right, and it, and it makes us feel. It makes us feel or, or, or how we look to other people that we're just heartless assholes. Yeah. Right. That, that we're, uh, I mean, we are conspiracy theorists. I mean, that's kind of what we do. Right. Yeah. But what, what I'm saying is, I mean, I mean, I think we've earned the right to be skeptical about what's going on over there. I mean, I yeah. really do. I mean, I don't see anything major going on. They show us a few pictures of some helicopters. They show us a, uh, this endless loop of these two fighter jets where it's supposed to be the ghost of Kiev, which again, we don't know anything about what it's an interesting, like mythical story. If it was true, it'd be really awesome. Yeah. But I mean, we're not seeing, we're not seeing anything. We saw a couple of videos of some missiles coming in and these missiles appear to me to be pretty slow missiles. So I'm just not seeing the massive amounts of damage. I'm not seeing the things that you would typically see in uh, in a country the size of Ukraine that is being invaded by the allegedly second uh, second or third biggest military power in the in the world. I yeah. mean, I'm just not I'm not seeing it, Ryan. Well, yeah, and you know uh, that Ghost of Kiev stuff is really interesting, and I've seen some videos that are very they look CGI. I mean, there's the one with the mother either holding a, a young baby or a young toddler and, or it's like very close to, to someone filming and this jet comes out of nowhere. I mean, it comes out of nowhere. There's no smoke trail. There's nothing. And then you see a missile come off the, the jet and then rumbling and then it cuts. It's like, why would you cut the video right there? You know, I've seen bombings when people aren't even looking up at the bombing. It's just the person filming saying that there's a bombing going on. But there's people walking on the street just minding their own business. The you know a lot of times we're not seeing the impacts of the bombs. So you know you know to your point where like we've earned the right to be skeptical. I think it's also a responsibility for not just us or you know as the conspiracy people, but the entire population needs to be skeptical of everything, right? Um, right. Not to the point where it's like counterproductive, but just just to fucking like you know think for yourselves a little bit. Um, that goes to Kiev. I actually kind if it is real, I kind of think that it's like some U.S. shit. I think it could potentially be U.S. special forces in some capacity that's that's like secretly over there in Ukraine. I mean, that's very possible because, like you said, how the fuck are they are they doing this? Yeah. You know, I have no doubt 
that in one way or another, we have boots on the ground over there. Uh, be it through clandestine services, uh, our shadow military, which which I know for a fact that we do have. I do know a person that traveled all over the world on secret missions that they were not supposed to be there. Really? So, I mean, I mean, he's retired from the service now, but I trust what he says 110%. Have you talked to I him mean, yet? Uh, I haven't talked to him about this, but I plan to. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I'd yeah, be really yeah. interested to hear what you say about that. So, I don't know, Okay, man. So, so, Ryan, so check this out. Now we're hearing reports, like we talked about this on the tavern the other night. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know when that show's coming out, but but we're all hearing about these uh, United States bioweapons labs that are in the Ukraine. And then we're hearing the conspiracy theory that that Putin is just going in there to destroy those because he's afraid that we're going to be making uh, bioweapons and using him, using them against him. So this is this was one of his reasons for him invading the country, because what he's doing, I mean, it doesn't seem like a strategic, but but what if it is? Because he was using the excuse. All right, let's back it up. He takes Crimea in 2014. He has all these excuses. Uh, they're ethnic Russians. They begged us to come and take them to protect them from Ukraine. Okay, whatever. We know that's a horseshit story, but he went into the Crimea. So now you've got these Eastern provinces, the Dumbass provinces of Donetsk and Luhansk, and he says the same thing, like it's the same MO. Oh, come in, you know, we're ethnic Russians, we speak Russian, we want you to come in and protect us from the aggression from the Ukrainian military. And then we start seeing videos like in the last week or so, of supposed fighting between Ukrainian military and these separatists, right? Like, we don't even know if that's true. So so Putin uses that as an excuse. He's telling the international community, this is what he's going to do. He's going to go in and protect them, right? Okay, well, if you're going into the eastern region, the dumb, it's called the Donbass region. If you're going to go in there, just go in there. Don't have troops stationed in Belarus, which is pro-Russian. Don't have troops coming up from the Crimea. Don't do all this. You clearly are in, have troops all over Ukraine right now. And, and, you know, Ukraine's about the size of Texas, which just for the listeners puts it into perspective. Uh, they've probably heard that on the news, but but that's but that's pretty accurate. Now I'm thinking about man, what if some country tried to invade Texas? Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of territory. Yeah, it really is a lot of territory. But it's just funny that. And of course, we don't know how true this is. We have the locations of the alleged bioweapons labs. And then we have a layover map of the locations of where some of these explosions are. Ooh, okay. and, and, and they're, and they're kind of like right on the money. So, I mean, there might be something to that. We just don't know. Well, and why it was so telegraphed, this whole thing about Russia moving in on Ukraine, there was like, it felt like months, it was just like a couple weeks, but it felt like they were talking about it forever. That would give the United States plenty of time to get some covert ops going over there, right? Instead of just kind of coming out of nowhere and doing it, they could have probably taken it over, but that gives the Ukraine so much time to prepare. 
And again, it just doesn't make sense. Nothing of this feels right. And maybe it's because of my paranoia from the last couple of years, like you said. But I mean, if you were in charge, if you were Putin, would you be telling the entire world that you that you want to do this? And then, you know, there was that period where everyone was saying that the United States mainstream media is the one that's going to cause the war if it actually starts because they're fanning the flames of this whole thing. You know, but then it ends up being true. I actually didn't think that anything was going to happen at all just because it was so talked about. Yeah, you know, uh, this actually this rhetoric has been floating around for a good five or six years. So, I, I mean, I mean, it was 2014 when he went into Crimea. Uh, that's sort of like six years ago now. And he's been talking this shit ever since. Right. But no, if you're going to go and do something like that, you're just going to do it. You're not going to broadcast it. Right. I mean, how, why would you want to give somebody any time whatsoever to prepare? Yeah. You don't want you don't want your enemy to be prepared. You want them to be surprised. Right. Yeah. 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 That's why I think that this is kind of like a um, it's a drawn up thing. I think that Ukraine's in on it, at least at the government levels. Um, Russia's obviously on it. Probably the United States, too. Maybe China. I mean, there's a lot of I think these big, big players that are involved and uh you know, I, I listen to comedy podcasts is mostly what I listen to. And there's, you know, I've told you, I listen to Tim Dillon and he actually talked with a Ukrainian comedian today and they're asking for donations. So I don't know. It, it could be another way to move some money around. You know, I, it, there's just a lot of angles here that really haven't been talked about and we're not going to hit them all here. Right. Yeah. Well, well, one of the biggest angles that we, that we've heard, and this is nothing new. We've been hearing this for a while. That Ukraine is a huge money laundering center. Yeah. So, so, and then we're hearing that, you know, we already know that the Bidens have something to do with Ukraine, right? Hunter was on the board of Burisma, getting a million dollars a year salary to, I don't know what, smoke crack and, and screw Ukrainian prostitutes. Yeah. I mean, really, come on. And Parmesan cheese. Hearing, don't forget the cheese. Yeah. All right. So, so we know. <laughs> Pelosi's got a kid over there that's involved, John Kerry, Mitt Romney, and then, of course, the Bidens. And I want to say there was one more, but for the life of me, I can't remember who that was. So you have all these high politicians, kids involved in some way or other financially with the country of Ukraine. And, and, And really, if you wanted to take out a country, you just wipe out the capital, right? Why hasn't Putin done that? And that's Kiev, correct? Yes. So so why 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 hasn't he done that? And then we're hearing that Putin saying, listen, this war is not against the Ukrainian people. This is a special operation that I am doing. Which leads me to believe the other conspiracy theories we're hearing, that he's just going in there and attacking the deep state. He's attacking the cabal, or as you say, the Kazarian mafia. Right, which is huge all over the world. Yeah, you know, I know we're probably not going to get too deep into that, uh, but that is something that we've been working on for our uh, Babylon and Beyond series that we're doing. Oh, that's gonna because, be cool. Yeah, th- well, well, I mean, we've kind of already started it, but we're going to start getting a little bit deeper into it. Okay. But uh, but the Kazarians that that goes all the way back to Babylon. Well, they practice uh, and, Babylonian black magic, is what they do, and that's like the money magic and shit like that. You know. Yes, yes, and, and the Kazarians are 
basically what anonymous sean and i say are the fake jews they're the fake jews yeah so. well and you know the story behind that right like the the russian uh what was it like a, a czar or czar or something they went over there after they were fed up i think in the middle of like 800 and 1200 ad sometime in there if i'm not mistaken i have a whole timeline here that we can kind of cite but uh they go in there and they tell them you know pick one of the three abrahamic religions uh you know christianity islam or judaism and they pick judaism and that that went so not to get too off track or jump the gun too much as soon as i heard that you know because the rothschilds are the front men for this kazarian thing now if hitler is a rothschild and i tend to think that he is was that why he was going after all of the real jews was to get them out of the way so that the kazarians could be the the new real jews okay so yeah, so without getting too deep, because I don't want to give our shows away. Yeah, sure. Th- this this is this is a lot of the things that we've been working on, like like so you have the Kazarians and you have the Azakanazis, which could be very similar. Okay, you know, for the listeners. So so yeah, so you have, so you have the Jews, and then you have the Hebrews, which are the true Jews, and and I know it could be confusing for people to listen to. But this goes all the way back to Babylon, okay? And what they what they did was when they had a chance to pick one of the Abrahamic religions, of course, you just said that. They have Islam, Christianity, or Ju- Judaism. And they chose Judaism because the, Ju- the Jewish Talmud is actually the book of the occult in the book of black magic that was brought from Babylonian times. With with the people that were enslaved in Babylon by the Babylonians, and they called them the Jews. And this is when, and this is the kind of the first time that we hear the term, or or a people called Jews, was coming out of Babylon. And when they came out of Babylon, well, they brought all that occultic, that occult and black magic with them, and which is now the Talmud, and even in some cases the Kabbalah. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the Kabbalah. Yeah. And and this is a lot of the stuff that we're going to be getting into but uh but yeah no you're right on with that Ryan and and I think it's just and you're talking like way back like not 1800 you're talking yeah. like 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 right after Christ. Yeah. Or, or even in some cases even before that. Yeah, I know uh we said we didn't want to get too far ahead here but I can actually pull up this uh this little thing I know that the listeners can't really see it. Um, let's see. Yeah. Can you see this, Ron? Yes. So th- I'll send you this. I don't know if I sent this to you already, but this is a great, I, th- I, I think I, actually, I did. I actually have that. Yes. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, and, and it's funny cause I, I had heard of the, the term Kazarian before Kazarian, however you want to pronounce it. And just started looking into it today and it is fascinating. And I've only gotten about halfway through this entire timeline. But yeah, you see everything here. I mean, not everything, I'm sure, but you see a lot of, um, you know, the invasion of England. And when when they talk about the synagogue of Satan and when they talk about how the Jews run the world and all this shit, it's yeah. uh, it's these guys. It's the Kazarians. The Jews don't run the world. The Kazarians do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. According yeah. to this theory, at least. So I don't okay, know, man. So, so you have. So you have Kazarian. Okay, so so there is uh just take the word the Khazars is actually what they were. Yeah. Right? So they were the Khazars. So that word 
is the base word for Caesar. For Czar, Kaiser, probably. Czar, also. And Kaiser. German leaders. Yeah, yeah. So you got Russian, German, Italian, and uh, Hebrew, or Judean, so... So that would tie into the Holy Roman Empire too, then, right? And the German Confederation, and all that. Yeah, it ties more into the uh, the Byzantines, and believe it or not, back to Attila the Hun. So, so okay, this is this Attila the Hun. Uh, yeah. Okay, Attila the Hun, uh, Genghis Khan. Okay. Ever heard the Mongols? Of course, yeah, yeah. I've heard okay. of them, and never uh, heard of the other one. Genghis yeah. Khan. Genghis Khan was one of your first. Genghis Khan and Attila the Hun were like your first conquerors, like in in history, you know. So so yeah. So so again, on Wicked Planet, we're going to be covering a lot of that. But but we found it was interesting how, because I always I actually I had this Ukrainian guy that used to hang out at the shop. Uh, to be honest, he was a major pain in the ass, but <laughs> he, he he but he knew a lot about history and stuff, and we would talk about it, and he said that. The Russian word czar is is basically the same as Caesar. How, it was, sure. it, it's it's direct translation. So uh, it sounds the so same. The, I mean, you got the same sound yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. They're all derived from Khazar, which yeah. which shows you how. I mean, uh, Barack Obama, the Clintons, and all these these are all members of the Khazaria mafia. Well, and, and uh, they kind of have the Pilgrim Society tied in there, too. You know, like, obviously, these guys would be more powerful than the Pilgrims, but the Pilgrims are there are kind of some of their front men, too. They, you know, it's it's really complicated to try and follow these guys too deeply. So I can it's see very, why it's, you know, it's, it's going to take very, time. It's very complicated, right? I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's extremely complicated. And, and me and Anonymous Sean and Buckley actually have meetings before we do the show to try to go over how we're going to be able to present this in a way that's not ultra confusing for the listeners. That's (laughs) why you get so many hold ons, right? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Well, that, well, that, because, well, you know how Buckley is. He, he likes to budge in on something. I'm trying to break him of that. We'll work on that. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not like having a conversation without uh people listening for for uh you know entertainment or or education or whatever like it you know because when you're talking just one on one or whatever over the phone, people interrupt each other and step in all the time. But it's just, it, it is funny. You're right about that, dude. It's it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, he's got good information. The show, I think that you guys' show is definitely going to grow um, based off of the last few episodes I've heard. They're dope. They're really good. But anyway, yeah, I appreciate that. Of course. Um. So back to Ukraine and stuff before we kind of move on to uh to the this really interesting Klaus Schwab stuff. Um so do you have any de- de- like if you were if someone had a gun to your head and they're like tell me what's going on in Ukraine, would you what would you say? I would I would say that that it that he's not really going after the after the the territory. He's not going after the leaders. He's just there's something there he's taking out. He's taking something out. You know, there's an element there that he doesn't like and he's getting rid of it or he's attempting to get rid of it. I don't think this, well, Ryan, we've been hearing the theories how 
he wants to reunite the former USSR, right? But again, we're hearing so. I mean, dude, if you've got the kind of hardware in the military that he allegedly has, I mean, we're like on day three or day four. This should have been a done deal by now. He has the. Uh, I think that Russia has a larger nuclear. Uh, whatever you know arsenal than the united states even yeah well that doesn't mean anything i mean well yeah you're not going to use them but yeah just like you said he's got the hardware i mean you could have a thousand tanks versus a hundred tanks but if you're a thousand tanks i'll suck the guy with a hundred the guy that's got a hundred really good tanks is still going to kick your ass yeah and their their equipment is kind of infamously shitty right even the rockets and stuff oh my god yeah. They're like flying fucking uh, garbage cans up to space when they were doing Sputnik and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, well, you know, if if you can see a ro- incoming rocket coming in, I mean, that's already too slow. When our rockets are coming in, you, you don't even see it. All you see is a massive explosion. And it's just one. It's just one example. Just one example, right? And then it, then that one video that you were talking about with this low flying plane comes in and it drops a bomb off. That's like World War II dive bombing technology. Like that's not even remotely strategic. Well, they were showing the uh, one of the the videos of the Ghost of Kiev, and it was a damn video game. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't even. Right. So that's that's another problem that we see. And I've actually heard. So when was there civil war there in uh, in Ukraine? Mm. They had one. Several. The most recent maybe. one. Maybe when Poroshenko left. So two thousand. 14 or some something like that possibly 2016 i mean i mean i'm not really sure i don't you know their version of a civil war and my version of a civil war is i guess two different things sure but 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 when i got rid of poroshenko that was like uh that was like something that had to be done they had because he was pro kazarian mafia poroshenko was which is weird because i'm sorry go ahead because he was in bed with the clintons and and all that. And that's very strange because him and Biden were, were going at it a little bit before Biden was president, when he was vice president. There's that infamous video of him going, well, son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Because they he was telling Poroshenko, you better fire this asshole that's investigating my son or you're not getting like half a billion dollars or something from the courtesy of you and me and the rest of the U.S. taxpayers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I, I know that there was more more involved in there because. Maybe he did that because he didn't want what what he was you know what he had going on exposed, which I which I really hope that starts getting exposed. If, yeah. if Putin is do if Putin is doing what we actually think he's doing, then there's going to be a lot of things exposed coming forward. We'll see. Of course, yeah. the mainstream media is trying to say he's just gone cuckoo. Uh, we have been hearing reports for a couple of years that he's sick, so so we don't know what's going on with that. But uh, I just I don't think that this is just the uh, the uh, the the offspring of a madman, you know, because that's how they're trying to paint him right now. They're trying to paint him as a madman that's lost control, and he's just whacking out and, and doing stupid shit. Like I don't I don't know, man. I just don't think so. When when you say he's sick, are they saying he has like cancer or something? Some form of cancer or some rare disease. Yeah. And you notice how puffy he looks? Because yeah, he does he look, look like he... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he does looks a little puffy, right? And I know that if you're uh, having cancer treatments or whatever, that is that is something that happens to you. you. 
you know, if you have cancer, you'll start to get kind of puffy. But uh, but I don't know. I mean, we don't know for sure what's going on. As a matter of fact, like we don't even know where he is right now. We understand that they're going around and they're they're uh, seizing a lot of their boats and their houses and and uh, they're freezing uh, Putin's personal assets and and his buddy Lavrov, his right hand man. There, they're uh, supposed to be seizing a bunch of his stuff and his finances uh, because they don't have all the all their finances aren't like just in Russia. Like they're all over the world, right? Yeah, China is putting sanctions on them too, which is interesting because they were kind of. It seemed like they had Russia's back in the beginning. Yeah, I, that might just be for optics, Ryan. Yeah, because, yeah, because Xi Jinping was really trying to like. Remember, he was telling Putin, he was like, "Do not do this shit during the Olympics," because uh, Ping really wanted to make or Jinping, whatever the fuck, he wanted to make sure that um, that the Olympics in Beijing was an opportunity for them to kind of look good to the rest of the world after this whole COVID thing. Yes. And the international community. Yeah. They, they wanted to up their image, you know, but you know, they just had the Olympics in China, not that long ago. What was it? Six or seven years, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. When they, they did that big video with everyone pounding the lights at the exact same time. That was freaky as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that was when they shut down all their, uh, uh, they shut down all their uh, factories so that the sky would be blue. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, and you yeah. know what? I heard something that, uh, you know, when when they had their last civil war, which we're saying we think it was back in 2014, because I was trying to find it online and I couldn't get a concrete answer. Because, again, it sounds like their definition and our definition may change a little bit. Um, it sounded more like a revolutionary war attempt, because I've heard that a lot of Ukrainians do not like the Ukrainian government. Because during that last war, the government was just shooting civilians and slaughtering civilians by the dozens. Um, so they were, you know, at least a good portion of them actually wants Putin involved. But it seems like a ton of Russians, pretty much all the Russians, don't seem happy with Putin about this. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, uh, we're seeing a lot of protests over there in Moscow. in uh, uh, Moscow and St. Petersburg, which... St. Petersburg is uh, way up north. It's it's actually up near Finland. It uh, used to be Leningrad. Uh, that was supposed to be where it all... That's where... Uh, St. Petersburg is where Lenin first came into the country during the Russian Revolution. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know... Um, so, yeah, I think that it's possible that... that um, that he's on the right side of history here, but we'll have to see. I, I say that really hesitantly because it sounds horrible to say, but again, yeah. you, you just can't discount anything and no one should get mad at me saying that I'm not def definitely saying it. I'm just, you know, throwing out possibilities there. Right. So, um, yeah, it, yeah it, no, for sure. It is interesting, but, um, you know, we were kind of mentioning the Kazarians a little bit and, uh, the, uh, the whole like idea of Israel, how it popped up after world war two, um their flag if you look at their flag it's got the the star of david and then the two blue stripes on top i heard that that represents the uh nile and the euphrates have you heard that too uh i have not heard that that's just more symbolism stuff and i'm sure i mean there's a reason why flags are set up the way they're set up well that yeah, was what i was gonna yeah i mean that, that i was gonna say that because like you have those are right in the in the kazarian uh, kazaria right the nile and the euphrates that that kind of are the borders aren't they uh 
the Euphrates is actually in modern day Iraq. Okay. So right? that the, in, that's in not the, the area? In the, in the Nile, the Nile is in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't the Euphrates in uh, like old Sumeria? Like uh, the Euphrates and the Tigris? Yeah. Those, and, and there was another river. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's definitely like in modern day uh, Iraq, Mesopotamia. Yeah, but I'm so I was just kind of getting at isn't that the the Kazarian area too, or at least part of it? Oh, it was yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you got the you got the Nile going right here, so it's long, it's massive, yes. and then you have the Euphrates up here. Yeah, in the Tigris. Yeah, the Kazarians basically is what is now their main area is like where the Tigris and Euphrates and Iran. Uh, the Caucasus Mountains of Russia, which is, uh, you know, north of Turkey. And Kiev, too, right? I mean, Kiev's right in there. Well, that's uh, that's a little far. That's, a, that's Ukraine. That's, a, that's not real close to the Caucasus, I don't believe. Oh, but, no, I'm uh, saying with uh, Khazar. Oh, yeah. Well, Ukraine is supposed to be the capital of Khazarian Mafia. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's what, yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah, so it's just yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, there is something very, very weird about this whole angle. Because yeah, you have the Black Sea. Yeah. It's hard to really know where the other countries are. There's Kiev. Yeah. Do you know why they've been calling it Kiev lately? Like even like like Ukrainians yeah. are calling it Kiev on TV. Yeah, maybe because that's how it's supposed to be. I I was just always known it as Kiev, but you know. Uh, and they're spelling it different too. So, so the way I mean, a lot of times, a lot of these Russian uh, or uh, Slavic countries or cities, the spelling that we get is just phonics, so that we can say it properly. You know, okay. like, like like Moscow really is not not spelt the way that we spell Moscow. Sure. Know, so, so, so if that makes any sense. Yeah, man. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, I will say that uh, if you put a gun to my head and you told me, uh, you know, what's going on in Ukraine, I would say I have no fucking idea. That's I, I couldn't even give you like an answer like you gave. Um, well, what's it? Well, what's interesting is that the Russian soldiers have no idea what's going on either. I that's mean, true. I mean, I mean, don't they have a clearly defined mission? I mean, you don't send troops into a foreign country without a clearly defined mission. That makes no sense so. to me whatsoever. I yeah. mean, I mean, is this just? Is this just? To create confusion, you know, of course, Ryan, you know, we're all hearing that this is just one big distraction, right? They're just distracting us with what's going on over there because something else is happening. And it could be a small element to that, but it seems like an awful lot of work, an awful lot of bloodshed and lives lives lost for a distraction. You know, you would think they'd come up with a better plan. I used to put a lot of, of uh, credence into those theories. Like this is a distraction. That's a distraction. 90% of Americans or even more, maybe wouldn't even know anything going on unless the news was telling them, you know what I mean? So what is like, I don't know if it would be distractions, maybe on the world stage, it could be a distraction, but I mean, as far as I'm concerned and, and what I've experienced just from, you know, living for 30 years, is that people really only care about what's going on right in front of their faces. You know what I mean? They don't even pay attention. You could probably tell a lot of people that COVID passports are being rolled out in their cities and they wouldn't even care. You know what I mean? So I'm just curious as to what 
a dis- what kind of like monumentous distraction this would have to be, um, you know, be where, where that would have to actually be relevant. Right. You know what I mean? It's well, uh, well, it could be because of this massively unraveling COVID agenda. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. I mean, I mean, these people that have perpetrated this fucking crime against humanity, against the whole world. Like these people really should be headed to the underground bunkers. You because think when so? People start, yeah, because when people start, people are going to want blood. I mean, people have lost family members, myself included. You know, so so I so I mean, it's it's I don't know. I mean, I th- I think shit's really going to hit the fan. So now they're saying, well, we'll give them a little war that'll keep keep them off our trail for a while. I mean, I'm not saying that's the case, but. I think there's a pretty good argument for it. And then, and then of course the, the, the passports that they're talking about in the United States. Yeah. You know, I don't, how is that even going to be possible when you have people already dropping mandates? They're already our state, our state's dropping like everything. Like there is no COVID restrictions. And yeah. actually uh, we had one last restriction was that if you were on public transportation and that includes school buses, that you have to wear a mask. Well, the state of New Hampshire is overriding the federal law and saying, "Listen, we're done with that too." So, I mean, it's just it's just bizarre. It could be another way to um, to do to really add to the effect because we haven't seen the actual effects of this whole COVID thing yet. We haven't seen the full effect of it, not only with the kids' uh, psyches, but the economic effects, right? And the, obviously, the kids, you know, the residual effects on kids is the most important thing, but the economic impact of it with that with the war going on um with the trucker shit that's going down i mean for some reason it blows my mind and it kind of like makes me think that this trucker shit that's going on now here in the united states it's starting up right the almost universally in the government especially for um the 2022 midterms the even the democrats even quite a few progressives are done with the covid the covid mandates the the mask mandates the vaccine mandates but biden passed that he he's keeping up the mask mandates for some some things right why would you be doing that other than just to cause problems because someone's telling him to do that it's not his idea to do that well biden's biden's not up for election but I'll, but a lot of senators and house of representatives congressmen are but and why would is, he and, and this the, is why well, this is why I know I know what you're saying, Ryan, but this is why this is why the mandates are going away, because one, they know they don't fucking work. And two, they they they, they know it's bullshit. And three, they know their their chances of getting reelected in these hardcore blue states, you know, are, are just like almost zero. So it doesn't really matter. They could be running against fucking Donald Duck and Donald Duck's going to get elected. Right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, that's what it looks like to me. Biden has nothing to lose. One, he's not up for election uh, for a few more years. And two, he's probably not going to live till his term's over anyway. So I think that he's so what has, has he got to lose. I think his legacy, which is already really fucked up. But I mean, if he if a bunch of Republicans get in, he's going to get impeached fully. Well, it's going to be a or or if nothing else, he's going to be a lame duck president or what I like to call a lame fuck president. Yeah, well, he's he's not, he's, he's not going. Hey Ryan, they're not getting nothing done out down there in Washington anyway. Yeah, uh, like like ever, like doesn't matter, like ever, nothing ever gets done. <laughs> right, well, our it's... whole our whole system needs a great reset, right? Because sometimes you look at the great reset and you're like, 
man, I wish they didn't take that term mm -hmm. because now the term the Great Reset has really bad, like a bad image, right? Like, like when our government needs a massive Great Reset because what we got going on down in Washington, dude, it don't work. Well, that's it what they're doing work. too. And you know that, that they're trying to make things so bad that we welcome a reset. Well, so. well, they want us to go into the next subject that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very weird. So, um, but yeah, this was just a really interesting thing before we roll into this whole, uh, you know, this is some of that QAnon type shit, but it's kind of funny. So this is February 21st, 2022. Now, I don't think that you heard me talking about the Pluto over the United States. Did you hear me mentioning that? No. So have you heard about this whole theory about Pluto? Um, whenever Pluto goes over a country, happens usually every 246 to 250 years. Um, revolution comes, uh, deaths of leaders come, resets come, shit like that. You mean the planet Pluto? The planet Pluto, yes. That's not a planet? Yeah, that's that, not, that, I guess, yeah. Whatever the fuck we're well, calling no, it today. Well, no, it, well, no, it's a planet again. Is it's it? Off and on, it's an off-again, on-again relationship. It's planetary fluid, right? It's It, it yeah, gets so, to choose what it wants to be. Well, I don't know how that would work because Pluto is so, it's like out on the furthest outskirts, outer fringe of our solar system. It's with the Zodiac. So that's the yeah. way that, that it works out. So it's. I'll try to explain it the best I can. I actually did an episode and it's on uh, ghosts. Uh, my third eye podcast, him, him and I, and uh, Jason Colorado Dank, we talked about our thoughts, uh, you know, the, the day of Ukraine uh, really kicking off. But uh, so this, this article came out February 21st and they're alleging that Gates and Fauci and Peter Daszak, along with some other names here, um, Klaus Schwab being the last one listed. They're saying that these guys got arrested, which I'm not buying that, right? But, um, you know, it's the same same QAnon stuff that they're pushing. But anyway, the date here is just significant to me because February 21st, this whole thing with Pluto started February 22nd. And guess when the last time it was in the position with the United States? Take a wild guess. 9-11. No. 200, Plus. 250 years or so back. Oh, 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 oh. Well, American Revolution. Yeah. Yeah, so they I'll uh, I'll actually pull up an article since you're seeing my stuff here, but it's just um, it's very fascinating. It brings on new leadership. And this is when uh, the Ukraine and Russia stuff started off was was that was February 22nd. Right. So it's fascinating, man. Let's see. Pluto. Yeah, there's tons of articles about it if you just uh, wanted to check it out yourself. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. But yeah, so here, like we, this is prepare for change. It's This is kind of a really basic way to look at it. Um, now they say 248, which I mean, it's 246 years ago was when 1776 was. Um, they They talk about it was the same deal with the Roman Empire and the British Empire. So it seems like these Western empires fall when Pluto enters uh, enters through its zodiac sign. So Pluto's the ruler of the eighth zodiac sign, Scorpio. Um, you get some Saturn symbolism in there. You get Mars symbolism too. Mars, of course, the god of war. Saturn is like this dark lord of, of planets, right? So it's just, a, it's an interesting take on it. I don't know how, yeah, so they're talking about the moons here. Pluto's moon, Charon, or Charon, is the name of the ferryman who rose the dead across the river Styx. 
Styx is the name of one of Pluto's four moons. The other are Nyx, uh, Cerberus, and, and the three-headed dog guarding the entrance to Hades is what Cerberus is, and Hydra. Hydra has a negative connotation and has been repeatedly used by Marvel Comics uh, and movies to represent evil organizations. In Greek mythology, the Hydra is a monstrous serpent or dragon represented as having nine heads, each of which being cut off was immediately replaced by two new ones unless the wound was cauterized. Hydra seems to be well represented in the last century and the evil has indeed been difficult to destroy. As one evil world leader is eliminated, new ones crop up. Then he kind of gets some symbolism with like uh, Kali and all this stuff. Now Kali's been used with the Obama administration. Like they've they've yeah. had a lot of symbolism with that. Um, so yeah, it's this idea. It's not directly over the United States, but it goes over and it lines up with the zodiac. I'm not an astrologer. Um, there's that saying that you know millionaires don't study astrology, but billionaires do. We're dealing with mm-hmm. some evil billionaires, so they would know what's up with this astrology. And if they are trying to create situations. They would follow these things, right? Yeah, interesting. That is interesting. It's, Never it's, heard of it. Yeah, it's a weird little deal. So I'm hoping, uh, hoping if that's the case, at least we get to kind of learn a little bit about it. But yeah, it seems a little bit contrived, like just thought up and put together in a sloppy way. But anyway, um, we'll roll into some Klaus Schwab, dude, because that dude is uh, as shady as ever, right? Oh, yeah. So... You hadn't heard of this, and I was actually surprised, man, because you uh, you know everything, it seems like, about the dam. Well, uh, well, this company, funny enough, uh, this is not a German company, right? This is a Swiss company. Mm-hmm. But, but a company that my uncle used to work for got bought out by what this company is today. It's just just funky like coincidence yeah no shit like like uh because this s share weiss and c or Psi c is a swiss c uh which is a, a swiss company uh they were uh well just like what it says uh industrial company with a focus on engineering and turbine construction which ended up they ended up getting into the paper industry the pulp industry and things like that textiles and, yeah yeah and the company that my uncle worked for was actually a company that resurfaced the rolls, the big massive rolls that they used in paper production, mm. like in in the pulp plants, and uh, and they would uh, recover them with new rubber. They would machine them, drill them for the different processes that paper has to go through, and and that company got bought out by Andritz, and Andritz is the company that now own that now owns this. Uh, Escher and Weiss company. Yeah, they had to kind so, of change so, their names around because they're part of the Boont, right? They're they're like uh, very. Yeah. Like, what's the Boont? How would you describe the Boont? Just like uh, third parties that support the Nazis. Oh, well, that could be. <laughs> there was a lot of people that that supported the Nazis that they didn't want people to know that they were supporting the Nazis. Yeah. Right? Okay. In, in, include including of a lot of American companies uh, okay. that we've talked about before. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brown Brothers Harriman. You got IBM freaking. Yeah. A ton of them. So yeah, well, Rockefeller, Standard Oil. uh, Who was the other one? Henry Ford. So, yeah, there was quite a few of them. Yeah. Carnegie was a big benefactor. All these all the people that essentially made a shit ton of money throughout like our robber barons. 
They were all on the side of Nazism for some reason. Um, it's very interesting. But yeah, so this Escher, Weiss, and C. C is basically just company in German. It's, uh, so okay. you can think of it as Escher, Weiss, and Co. But okay. um, yeah, so what's interesting is with Klaus Schwab, his dad, Eugene, I think is how you say it. It looks like Eugene without the E at the end. Um, they come out of Ravensburg, if I'm not mistaken. Ravensburg was a huge eugenics town. That actually, When you look at it, it says that it's the first... It's where eugenics started, which is not true. It started really in Greece. Um, and then if you were to really look up who, like, who was this, the, the person that started eugenics, it's a British dude. He started in England. But um, you, see, you see this Ravensburg as being a massive, massive player when it comes to eugenics. We know for a fact, Klaus Schwab has said it himself, he supports eugenics. So mm-hmm. he comes from this family line. This is a great picture. Do you see that? It's like that yeah. movie. The uh, What the fuck is that called? What's that movie called? The with the TV where you look at the things that says obey, consume, all that stuff. Oh, uh, they live. Yes, they live. It's that that they little live, newscaster yeah. face. All right. So just for the listeners, let's let them know who Klaus Schwab is. Sure, go so ahead. Klaus, Klaus Schwab is the the man who started and is the uh, controller of the World Economic Forum, and the World Economic Forum. Uh, when you hear about the G seven. When you hear about Davos in Switzerland, where they have the big meeting of the G7, the seven most industrialized nations in the world. Okay, this is the World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab is the man that runs that. He is the head of that, the CEO. He founded that. And he looks a little like uh, like Dr. Evil. Mm-hmm. He's very, yeah, very so- weird looking. And he, apparently, he likes to get his freak on. He dresses in thongs on the beach and shit like that. Yeah. Now, what's very... Have you seen that picture? I have, but I don't really know if that's him. It sure looks like him, but yeah. either way, it, I'm sure that he does worse than that. Um, hey, now there's hey Ryan, hey Ryan, uh, like so I didn't tell you this. Uh, Buckley's going to see Tim Dillon. Did I tell you? Oh, is he? I think he's going to see him tonight. Dope. Yeah, he's yeah, he in was, our town. He's in our town. He was making fun of uh, what is it? Portland, Maine. Is there a town in Maine called Portland? Yes. Yeah, he was like, he was like, we had to cancel uh, Portland, Maine, because uh, there is not one heterosexual man that lives in in Portland, Maine. He just rips on like anyone that doesn't like him that makes you like have to like him. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Portland, Maine is uh, is a is a diverse community, uh, but it's a really fun town to party in. Oh, I'm Uh, sure it is. We go there once in a while. But no, he's playing in uh, Concord, New Hampshire tonight. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what I was going to say is the World Economic Forum started in 1971, okay? Uh, Klaus Schwab came out of Harvard, I believe, where he got his MB um, or BA, something he got out of uh, He got out of Harvard. He went to school in Zurich, um, went, went to a few places. And so there's a pretty interesting theory that he was a triple agent for Germany, Switzerland, and the United States through the CIA and all these things. So that's why he may be so uh so propped up right now and he's very old hasn't had a real job in his entire life but one one thing that he did have i guess we could call it a gig is that he ended up in um after he graduated in from zurich with one of his degrees he gets to manage a team of escher weiss and c of ten thousand people um to kind of rearrange the way that they're doing operations so he he didn't Mm -hmm. do shit he just kind of uh supervised it now, the reason I have these pictures of the 1972 Illuminati ball up 
Um, I'm mentioning 1971. This is, you know, when, again, when the World Economic Forum started, no one gave a shit because the UN was kind of stealing all of the thunder, right? The UN and World Economic Forum, to me, I can't tell a damn difference. They just seem, one, one seems like ISIS, one seems like freaking Al Qaeda or something, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Joe Biden enters Congress, the Senate, in 1972. Okay. His whole family almost died. Like right when, right before he gets into Senate, I don't know if you heard about that. Well, you're uh, talking about the car crash. Yes, all of his kids yeah. and his wife were in the car. Um, yeah, conven- conveniently, sure. And it seems like yeah. some sort of sacrificial thing. It was six years. Uh, they married in 1966. They were married in six for six years from 1966 to 1972. So you get your three sixes right there. Not to be a fucking crazy numbers guy. But you get 1966, six years. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a very, uh, you know, that's an interesting little deal. But and, you get. Uh, and Joe Biden, Joe Biden was right there to hold his hand through the whole thing. Yeah. Because he was, she was the babysitter that he was banging. Yeah. All right. That, that's just whatever. People, I mean, hey, just, yeah. It's, it's just something funky there. And, and, and he uses this, he even uses this as a speech. Oh, when my family was killed and this and that, I'm like, I think you're right. It could have been part of a sacrificial thing because look at Joe Biden's not smart enough to do shit. So no. how, how was he a senator for so many years? Well, never contested, never contested, always reelected, always there, writes the crime bill, like this major crime bill, huge racist. Yeah. And, uh, and, and now he's president. I mean, come on. Yeah, I the mean, you ought to popular, listen. Most popular, most popular president, 80 million, 80 million votes, Ryan. Of course, every uh, everyone and their mother died, a uh, freaking voted, even if they were dead, man, like people were voting for this guy. But so what's interesting, um, you haven't heard my Biden episode that I just did, right? Not yet, Ryan, no. So they make it seem like he's this good old Irish Catholic boy and that he just came up from nothing kind of, and make it seem like, you know, he's a hard work and smart guy. He has royalty and his family dating back to the 1200s. I mean, similar to, to when we're talking about a lot of the crazy shit with the Kazarians was going down, but yeah. man, he, he's got family English royalty. It's a, it's a wasp name. It's a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant name stemming from button, like the button that on your shirt. They changed that from Button to Budden to Biden to all these different things, kind of like the Rothschild changed their name from Bauer to Rothschild, right? Now, I'm wondering if they did something so horrible to either the Kazarians or, or some other mafia group that he had to change his name. And they went from they went from being Methodist over in Baltimore. His grandfather uh, converted for a his his wife, his grandmother um, from Methodist to Catholic. Right. And the reason that I brought that up was because, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi's dad um, was the mayor of Baltimore, um, you know, and it's a very, very interesting Catholic town in their in their city crest. You get the as above, so below symbolism in there. You get a lot of weird shit. Um, but, yeah, so he, I mean, this guy's not who they say he is. He's a very, very well connected royal bloodline dude. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like a no shit. But I mean, I, I went and I found the proof of all this stuff. And it's um, it's actually a really popular episode. It's gotten a ton of listens so far, but it's uh, it's interesting. And it was one of my favorite ones to kind of look into. But the reason I have this Illuminati thing pulled up, just so you can kind of see the pictures. And I'm sure you've seen these. But this 
most iconic Illuminati ball party was in the year 1972 as well. And they always have some sort of king. You know, everyone's wearing these masks. They always have some sort of king. Like, that's this main initiate. It's kind of like the Bohemia Grove deal. This right here was from last year. This was the king pig or pig king because it was the year of the pig. Um, So they go off the Chinese Zodiac. I my theory, I have no proof, but my theory is that in 1972, this very iconic Illuminati ball, Joe Biden was actually the king right right when he was getting into the Senate and they were trying to groom him to be president. He was always too stupid to do it, um, plagiarizing and and whatever. And then when he's fine, I think that he proved himself to be so incompetent that they put him in office when he is not ready to do it at all. I mean, he's past his prime and. I think it's kind of like, yeah, you sold your soul. You did all the things that we asked, but you fucked up too many times. So now we're going to own you until you're in the ground, dude. We're going to own you until you're done. So your last four years of your life when you should just be calm and relaxed, we're going to ruin the what's left of your legacy. And everyone's going to hate this family by the time he's gone. I wouldn't be surprised if Hunter Biden goes to prison after he's gone, dead and gone. And I mean, the rest of the family, uh, it's a family of criminals, whether it's petty crimes or massive crimes against humanity. They've all committed crimes. Ashley Biden, who's pretty hot, actually. Um, you know, they all commit crimes, man. Yeah, I think you're definitely on to something there. Uh, he, he's definitely controlled. He's definitely controlled. Well, folks, you know what to do if you're not already a subscriber at patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Hop on over there, throw down three dollars. You get to hear the rest of this episode. There's other tiers available if you're interested in supporting the show. Talk about some different stuff over there. Fun, fun conversation. I love talking with Rod from New England. Check out his show, too. Thanks for your support.